Welcome back to the OPEX podcast where fitness is explained. On today's episode, I am joined once again by Jim Kroll, CEO of OPEX. On this episode, Jim and I discuss 2018, a year in review. Jim shares with us the growth of OPEX in 2018 and what 2019 and beyond has in store for OPEX as an organization. This was a great conversation with Jim, guys. Stay tuned. Jim, thanks so much for making time. It's been a long time since we spoke. How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Man, I am absolutely immense. As I've been saying lately, I, I couldn't write a better script if I tried. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, every, no, everything's great. Really, really great. And um, sure, listen, Christmas is coming up and it's that time of year for reflection. So I wanted to get you on um, for a half an hour or so and, you know, kind of give us a year in review. So 2018 for OPEX and tell us what 2019 and beyond also is uh, going to bring for the organization. Yeah, 2018 was, uh, I'm sort of dubbing it in my mind, structuring year. Um, we had a really successful year. We, you know, we moved the number of OPEX gyms up in the world by, um, I think, close to double. Um, so that was, a, that was a good move for us. And uh, obviously, CCP is growing a lot. But the structuring comes in that we were having a communications problem uh, with the market. And, you know, a lot of people may not have even noticed it because they're kind of just falling into one camp or the other. And by that, I mean, either they were most interested in remote coaching or they were most interested in coaching education, you know, and that was fantastic that we had those two things in in one place, but the message in the market was a little bit different. And so trying to speak to different markets in one platform for us just wasn't working very well. And so we just did a lot of research into what many, many companies around the world have done really over the last four or five years. And we're noticing that many companies are really going, you know, brand by brand, and they're really building out brands for each of their, whether they're under the same company or they split into separate companies, they're building separate brands. And so what we really knew that we needed to do is we had to break out and give what is now Big Dogs its own brand because it was a different audience. Um, And so we ended up spending a number of months, actually, some of the pieces are just finalizing now, but we spent a number of months really trying to plan out and strategically align how big dogs was going to build up its own brand in the market as you know the best remote coaching one-to-one company out there for athletes Um, and then on the flip side opex had to be the best coaching education to get people to understand how to coach people one-to-one and for for that audience it's much more about what could ultimately end up being an opex gym but what we're also talking about at this moment is, and you know, maybe when this episode airs, it'll be really close to the launch of it, but we're also going to ultimately launch opexgyms.com. You know, so even though we have OPEX education, which is the foundation of what teaches a coach how to work in an OPEX gym, if that's where they want to go, we're now going to have opexgyms.com for what reason? Because OPEX gyms clients don't really want to be looking at coaching education. You know, so it's just kind of been this interesting restructuring so that at the end of the day, all of our messaging is speaking to the right person. Um, And for the most part, it's worked out very well. Of course, there were bumps along the way and change is always difficult. But for the most part, people are really starting to buy into what Big Dog stands for. You know, there's a lot of good things happening on Instagram. There's a lot of simplification of the message as well, which has been really helpful for us. Sometimes 
we can come off as a little bit, uh, I'll just say the word elitist, right? Because we really love the educational side of this thing. And sometimes we sound like we're just trying to educate all the time and we've simplified the message a little bit and that's really worked well. And on the OPEC side, within this restructuring, we've really sp we've spent a ton of time trying to nail down exactly what we're really, really, really good at and where we're different. Um, there's so much coaching education out in the market right now, but what we've always had at OPEX is there's kind of been this feeling, right? So like you go to OPEX because at the end of the day, you kind of just know how to do the whole thing. You know, there's, there's not one in particular thing that you're going to be really good at where it's like you go to FMS, it's like, you're going to be good at FMS, right? Like that's, that's what you're going to be really good at. But if you come to OPEX, what you're going to be really, really good at is knowing how to work one-to-one -one with a fitness client. That's, that's the thing, right? And right now there's this big opening in the market to really hone in and own that category of being able to coach coaches into understanding. Essentially, like I said earlier, it's, we want to sort of revolutionize one-to-one -one coaching, revolutionize personal training, because what's happening right now is that it's essentially a systematic takeover where a lot of people are building these scaled models of, I'm gonna give you a program, I'm gonna call it personalized. It's not really gonna be personalized, it's really gonna be a template and you're gonna put a couple of metrics in and I'm gonna just kick you out something and it's gonna be fine. But you don't really have a relationship to a coach, you don't really have a long-term picture of why you're doing what you're doing. You're not connecting all the workouts that you're doing in the gym to what you're trying to accomplish outside of the gym. What not only our coaching education as well as our gyms need to do is they have to connect to that category. And by category, I mean, we need to be the best possible one-to-one -one coaches of fitness clients in the world. That's it. And I know that it's like, well, all this technology is coming. Awesome. I want AI. I want machine learning. I want all that. You know why? Because it makes our coaches more efficient but they need to be the ones that are putting the inputs in because they're the ones with the knowledge to understand what's going to come out the backside. And if that's connecting to the client, not only in the gym, but also outside of the gym. So we want to make sure that what we're talking to the market about is how the company is being built, how we're hiring people into the company, how we are making sure that all of our products and initiatives and campaigns are discussing that. Um, and that's been a big learning experience for me this year. You know, you can sometimes think that this stuff is easy and then all of a sudden you get inside of it and people say, well, what's OPEX? You know, and I've got an answer that's just been canned in my head for years, but you go out to all of our individual gyms and let's go a layer farther. You go out to their clients and you go out to their clients' friends and until it gets to be one sentence or one phrase, it's not clean enough. And so that's been a big learning for me this year is like, I don't care if I understand it. I should understand it more than anybody, but I need to be able to articulate it in a good enough way where our gym owners and our coaches going through CCP, when they talk about it, it's like, that makes complete sense. And it makes complete sense to the next three layers of people in their ecosystem. So that's been a really, well, I've, I've loved, you know, kind of seeing that play out on a global level. You can learn about it in a textbook, right? But until you actually walk through it, you don't really understand it. Um, and I just, I take a lot of lessons from companies out there that have broken their companies into brands 
and they're having more success than the companies that are trying to do it all under one brand. You know, and you even look at look at a Nike, right? Like they pick up other brands now. They build Jordans as a brand within Nike. They build Converse within a brand within Nike. Um, look at Facebook, right? It's like everybody talks about Facebook. Well, they also own Instagram. They're not trying to make Instagram Facebook, except in the integration between the systems to make the systems speak more effectively to one another. But they're speaking to a different audience in Instagram than they're speaking to in Facebook. They own, they own WhatsApp as well, don't they? Yes, they do. And actually, if you look at uh, Zuckerberg's strategy, it's actually less about social media and it's really more about communications. So Facebook's about to put out uh, a new product that's basically a screen TV that allows you to face-to-face -to -face talk to anybody in the world. I suspect the technology that they're using to call people is through WhatsApp. You know, so between all of, you know, now there's tangible product plus uh, the WhatsApp app plus all the data that they're collecting. Now they're going to be able to video camera your entire home. Okay, like think about that. They're going to take videos of what's inside your house and now they're going to be able to what's their model sell advertising because they're going to be able to see you know where you are know who you're talking to know where you've been on the internet at all times that's their model right and they're calling it communications <laughs> you know but we all want the product for free and so if the product is free then you're you know essentially like you're the product right like so you and I are the product every time we get on Facebook because the purchasers of the product are really the people paying for ads. So we're the product. George Orwell is turning in his grave right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff though. I mean, it's like, Hey, fine. If you don't want to be on Facebook, then delete the platform. People are like, Ooh, I don't know about that. It's like, well, yeah. then you, then that's going to be what you're going to have to deal with. And I get that there'll be more and more regulations put on these guys, but you know. it's funny you mention that because i just finished deep work by cal, cal newport and like one of his uh one of his rules in his book is to quit social media <laughs> but like yeah. it, it's a bit of, it's a bit it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek like he, he he does he does say listen some some people do need it for their business and he's just like he's kind of like it's more so regulate your social media you know and he kind of talks about like how you can out like how you weigh up the cons versus the, the pros and cons of when you do need to use it not use it when like so he's like if it is if it is allowing your business to grow and you've put out your pros and cons, fair enough. But he's like, if you actually sit down and realize, no, this is actually stopping me from getting into deep work. He's like, then it's it's an issue. But it's just funny when when you said that get off the get off the platform, then, Jim. Let let's say right, it's this exact time next year, and I I, I and I ask you how 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 was 2019? What are you hoping you can say to me? Yeah, I'm hoping that we can talk about a really simple face that's been put both onto OPEX as well as Big Dogs, you know, because they're two separate companies now. We're putting a lot of time and energy into making sure that we structure the company, the people, the products, the, all the systems inside both companies to reflect what we want the market to understand. Um, and I think that I'm just becoming more patient in realizing that that takes a substantial amount of time to get the right message out to the market. And I think that what we've done this year is we've set the table to speak that message out all around the world. So we've brought some really good new people in this year. They spent the last couple of months really building out all of the frameworks and the foundations of gonna be what, what the 2019 marketing platform is going to be and what all of our systems and people are going to align to. And so what I really want is for 
somebody in, I don't know, I'm just going to pick a random city like Bismarck, North Dakota. I want them, if they've heard about OPEX, to say the same thing about OPEX as somebody in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, and I'm not, I'm not cocky enough to say that everybody in the United States, let alone the world, has heard about OPEX. That's ridiculous for me to think that way. But the people who have heard about OPEX, I want them to think about the same thing. Because that is what will allow a message to spread. And that's not about the product, i.e. if you're in an OPEX gym, you get outstanding one-to-one -one coaching inside of a small group environment. Like that's, that's the features, right, inside of an OPEX gym. But what the category is and what the real message is, is that we don't believe that fitness is done in one day. We don't believe that you can just take a supplement and fix your fitness. We don't believe that fitness and health is just done in the gym. We believe it's in and out of the gym. It's all of those things that go together to create a real relationship to your coach as well as to your gym that allows you to achieve what you want in and out of the gym. It's like, if we can get that message to resonate and say, oh yeah, those are the guys that don't think that you should just take supplements to feel good. You know, those are the guys that really believe in a relationship to a coach, but they don't think that you need to pay by the hour for it. You know, so I really want that to happen. And on the big dog side, what I really want people to recognize is that what most people are selling in the market right now, and I see this all over social media, they're selling templates and calling it personalized. Okay. And hey, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. But what we need to do, because nobody's going to stop doing it, right? Like we'd be naive to think that people are going to stop doing that because you can make money and it doesn't cost you very much time. But what our product is, is personalized. You know, our coaches work one-to-one -one with their clients and they consult with them every month. They look at every workout that that client does to continue to build the best program in and out of the gym for that client. That is what people need to know about big dogs. It's not a template. It's not AI. Would AI help our coaches in the end? Maybe if it helps them be more efficient to create a better experience for their clients. But our programs are completely individualized client by client. And I know that that sounds so simple, but the market believes that a template that says the word scaled is personalized. There, like any other industry, it's like, no. That's not actually what personalized means, right? Like, and so I want to spend, and again, I, I know it's a, it sounds simple on the, the surface, but I want to spend 2019 making sure that the world understands what those things are. It's not about OPEX and big dogs. It's about saying, do you know what personalized means? Do you know what the problem with a template is? Now, there's a lot of people that can get a lot of good things from a template. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't. But when you really want specific results, when you want to go from a specific point A to point B, and when you want to have a coach who's actually paying attention to you, ah, now that's what personalized means. So if I can get people to understand, you know, the upside and the downsides and the differentiation between something like template and personalized fitness, now we're on to something. That means that what my job is, is to make sure that we in OPEX and Big Dogs all understand exactly what that looks like. You know, we've got some of the best coaches in the world. 
I need to make sure that our language is similar enough so that if people hear it from any coach around the world, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. Same thing with our staff, right? If somebody is out at dinner one night and they ask them, oh, well, um, what's the difference between uh, personal training and an OPEX gym? It's like, oh, that's cool. You know, well, personal training, you're paying by the hour. And if you really ask yourself, like, do you need to have somebody watch you for 60 minutes while you're riding an Airdyne bike? No? Okay, yeah, you don't need that whatsoever. And do you probably want somebody who's going to look at more than just the 60 minutes that you're on the gym floor? Yep. Okay, cool. Now we're still on the same page. And do you think that you might have more fun in the gym if you actually got to work out with your friends? It's like, ooh, yeah, I'd probably like to do that. So it's like, so what we do is we sort of take personal training and we say, you're going to get to work out with your friends and not lose any of the personalization of your program, but we're also going to help you with things that exist outside of the gym. Oh, that's interesting. I don't need to talk to you about features and benefits, right? Like, I just need you to realize that personal training is here and OPEX is here. Because personal training is not going anywhere, man. I just want people to know that we have a better version of it. So, sounds to me that uh, we are becoming more leaders. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's but the thing is, is if um and and this has been a really fun thing for me to to learn and and recognize about the market. Um, you know, we really sit in the middle of a couple of things, right? We sit in the middle of personal training and group training because you execute your training in a small group environment in an OPEX gym, right? But you get everything done for you with a coach who's helping you on and off of the floor. So it's like, are we closer to group or are we closer to personal training? Because think of the massive difference in those two markets and the people who like doing those types of training, right? And only after seeing OPEX gyms for a couple of years, do I know without a doubt that people who want individualization are better clients in OPEX gyms. It doesn't mean that people who do group training today wouldn't be outstanding clients in OPEX gyms, far from it. But our perfect client is somebody who sees the one-to-one experience and they're like, I want that because that's gonna help me get exactly where I want to go. I, again, I got no issue with group training. I think there's, there's some great things about it. We're just not closer to group training because like, we're not going to win in the pure, you know, unadulterated fun side of things, right? Like we'd be crazy to think that we were going to do that because of like, there's some group training that's like going to a rave now, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, that's the brand that they're building and that's awesome. But what we're really doing is we're connecting coaches to clients for a long-term consistent and constant progression in and out of the gym. That's our perfect client. Yes, we want to have fun in the gym. I often say results, relationships, and fun. Like that's the mantra that all of our coaches need to have in an OPEX gym. But if we try to say it's like, yeah, we're doing group training better. It's like, but are we? You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't make sense, right? And it's because we're not doing group training. You're training in a small group, but what you're doing is personalized fitness. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, From the outside looking in, there's been 
a ton of work going on at OPEX. You know, there's a new website. And then, obviously, I think anyone who keeps up to date with OPEX is really, really excited for Mixed Model. <laughs> the little teasers that you guys keep putting out. Yeah, yeah people- well, actually, um, well, the, the episode won't go live today, but the first batch of content actually goes live today. Phenomenal. Um, you know, so the first chapter called Sport is actually hitting the website today. And uh, yeah, I, I can tell you, James has been working his tail off on this thing. This is certainly not just a six or 12 month project. I mean, this is aggregation of, I mean, frankly, more than a decade worth of work for James to really organize and understand his thoughts around, you know, how fitness athletes need to train. Um, and what long-term development of an athlete needs to look like to give yourself the best opportunity. Because something that James has said forever is that there's a lot of chaos in mixed modal as a sport, right? Like doing different workouts at different speeds of different time domains. Like when you really get into the science behind how to train an athlete, it's very complex, um, and so there's all these small granular details that you really need to look at to understand how to train an athlete. And yes, there are some folks who are just better pure genetic freaks than others, right? And you certainly need to have a little bit of that to be really good at the sport. But for the coach, you have to understand how to look at the athlete as a, as a whole and be able to break down into component parts what you need to train. And I'm not talking about, you know, being just better at chest-to-bar pull-ups. I'm talking about different times and different energy um, when you have constraints in muscle endurance per se, when you have a better aerobic system than you do an anaerobic system and how to even those two things out. Um, So this is gonna be a really interesting look for a lot of coaches around the world to say, am I really doing this with my athletes to make them better? And if you're not, I think that coaches are gonna learn a heck of a lot because (laughs) you're just guessing if you're giving random workouts to athletes, it's just a guess. And the thing about it is, is that coaches who want to make a name for themselves, they have to win year in and year out and the competition keeps getting better. If you're not doing the right training for the right client, and let's go back for a second and talk about how it's personalized. Okay. But (laughs) if you're not giving the right athlete, the right training at the right time, you're not going to give them the best opportunity to succeed on whether it be a local, a regional, a state, a country, or an international level, they will not perform at their peak and your clients will leave. So this is going to be an interesting uh, look for a lot of coaches, I think. Yeah, there was a a video you guys put out on Instagram with Candice and Carol, like, you know, just kind of giving an overview of Mixed Mold and like they were taking some questions from some people off Instagram and like it just, I was like, I can't wait for this. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I got to, I mean, I'll say it one more time, but watching James put this together, um, this is deep. There's a lot that went into this course. Yeah. Um, I think that people are going to be extremely, extremely happy with what they pick up from this. Did he have to retreat to his cabin up in the woods again? Was it that kind of deep? Robbie, this, man, this has been really, really deep um, to the point of, you know, what kind of systems guy I am, right? Like I like knowing when things are coming and uh, there's been more than a few nudges to say, hey, James, uh, we're going to have to launch this at some point. And he just wants to keep adding components to it because he doesn't want to come back and add to it later. It's like, no, I'm going to add in these 26 additional parts and it just makes the course better, right? 
Um, so he's, he's been really funny uh, in a really good way for the content of the course. It's, it's funny because on our last time I interviewed James, we were speaking about like, you know, producing a product because about four years ago, I, I did like an online mentorship. It's still online, like it's like 20 hours long, and, you know, uh, and, you know, I, I was completely ignorant to the whole production process, you know, editing and stuff like that. But I, I, I was myself and James were laughing at each other because like, James, do you find yourself like, you know, having to say, guys, can we add this in and can we do that again? And, you know, like and all this and like they think you're crazy. The production team like, that was brilliant. And in your head, like, no, I could say it better. And yeah. James, like, James, like, I, I know exactly what you mean. I get exactly. And then I said to James, like, you know, you're doing a good job when the camera crew start to understand these training concepts Like you're doing a good job explaining it. He goes, exactly. He's like, when I'm with Emma and I'm like, Emma, does that make sense? She's like, yeah, even that does make sense. And James was like, yes, I'm nailing this. But it was just yeah. so funny that we, we had the exact same experience in, in production. Like, it was very funny. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's something that we've, uh, we've had to upgrade a lot this year is how we put courses together. Um, just because you, we just need to be better. You know what I mean? We just need to yeah. – we need to simplify how we're saying things and it's not to water it down at all. It's actually to get people to digest more information more effectively. No, I, I 100% agree. I, I know exactly where you're coming from because even within, even within CCP, that is not a watch one time course. That is like something you got You got to watch it once. Then you got to go back with your notebook, slowly going through it again. And then when you watch it, like maybe a third time, you're like, right, these concepts are sink in. And then fourth time and a fifth time. And what really helps you is hearing other people who are going through the course talk about it too. Because you know, then the certain languages and the words come up. Like, I mean, even just James going through map, like, you know, maximum road power, like that's a beast in itself. And that's only one topic within it. It's just like, you know, it's deep. And so that's why I'm like, mixed model is going to be an absolute, just beautiful course. Yep, it, it is. It so this week, <clears throat> yeah, me too. A few minutes left here. Um, so for 2018, you know, what have been your big takeaways? Maybe something like, you know, best books you've read, uh, best courses. What was your, like, what's your most abiding memory of 18? And, you know, 2019 now, like, what are, what are the big rocks we're looking to knock? I know, I know you've spoken, you know, about sort of the, the, the aspirations for OPEX going forward. But for you personally, so personally, like, what were some of the best of 2018? So best places you've been, maybe. I know you went to Manchester. There was other places you've been around the world. Your best books best experience yeah. if you can think of one and what are you hoping for in 2019 on a personal note well a couple a couple of great pieces that um you know i got to experience with my wife is that um i went to hong kong she was doing an internship in hong kong and that was really cool um to get to go over there and just see the speed and the pace of play in hong kong um, and also to see the connection and lack of connection to china and i thought that was really interesting and wow. eye-opening for me and I'm lucky because she's very well versed in understanding the dynamics between Hong Kong and China. So I got to learn an awful lot about what's going on over there. And um, it certainly brings perspective that, uh, that I needed. It was really interesting to see that. And the second thing with my wife is that she just graduated you know, from another uh, advanced degree. So she just became a master of law. Um, so that was really cool to see her do that. And you know, she just crushed the education. Um, She's one of those students where, you know, the difference between, you know, like the 102% and 101%, it's like, it's a big deal for her. And I was just like, I didn't experience that when I was going through my MBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was really cool to watch her go through that and, uh, Sweet. and, and enjoy that content. And I think on the, on the business side, some of the, the biggest learning that I went through is that 
my role has substantially shifted um, and it continues to shift. And, um, you know, I've, I've had some tough lessons of having to get back into the weeds and get out of the weeds because what, what I need to do to help my team the most is actually be out of the weeds. Um, but, you know, when you're going from a smaller company like we were into medium-sized company like we are, you know, you're just making sure that you're plugging holes sometimes because you don't have resources like Nike, right? Um, so <clears throat> there's been some really good lessons for me on planning and strategy and making sure that I'm frankly not getting in the way of some of my team members um, and letting them do what they do so well. And, and, you know, when you come from basically doing a lot in a lot of different areas, that's can be a tough pill to swallow. So that's been a good learning experience for me. And then on the strategy side of things, um, I think that I've learned a heck of a lot about communications. Um, that kind of started back when I was doing my MBA last year. And I've, I've seen it in play and I've seen it, um, how communications need to be based around a very simple center, but then the way that you communicate out to either individuals or people needs to be very diverse because people hear things differently. And I'm the type of guy who sees things pretty black and white and pretty logical, and that doesn't always communicate the best. So really taking a step back and saying, okay, what are we really doing here? Okay, great. Now, what are we really, really doing here? And, you know, going down the rabbit hole to really understand it at the complete base level that a, a third grader could understand. Um, because until we can get to that point, frankly, the market won't understand us well enough. And I think what's been so cool about OPEX is that um, there's this underlying feeling, right? There's this, there's this feeling. It's like, you know, I can't quite put my finger on it but there's something about what these guys and girls are doing that i really believe in yeah. you know and and you just go right to james you go right to the personalization of fitness you go right to thinking that it needs to be holistic and comprehensive it needs to be on and off the floor from a coaching standpoint you needed to learn how to play the game right like opex isn't about the cheat code it's about how to play the game to actually be able to walk through any game, right? And so the way that we teach people how to coach is actually to be able to look at a system and say, you're in this place, so I'm gonna start here and I'm gonna put this on and I'm gonna see how that goes and I'm gonna have the tools to understand if what I gave you is the most effective. And if it's not, I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna be able to put this on and I'm gonna see how that works. And then it's like, if you want to get extremely, extremely specific, like I think of a Michael Band as an example, like the guy is down, is so deep down some rabbit holes, right? Like many coaches will never go that far down and that's okay. But he also understands a system with which he can put all of that specific information into play. And so what we really want to do is to have people recognize that what we really help them build is literally just a lens that can help them understand how to coach anybody. And that's the core, right? And then the way that we explain that and articulate it needs to be really good. So that's been a really good learning experience for me is um, how to get that message out to the world more effectively and, and how to do it through different channels, i.e. our gym owners are one of our channels, right? Like I need to work with them specifically to make sure that they're articulating it and 
this year we probably spent three or four months just talking about what OPEX is because I hadn't made it clear enough. You know what I mean? So ultimately that's got to end up on my shoulders and I need to be humble enough to know that I'm not doing a good enough job of simplifying the message. You know, so that's been a good learning experience for me this year. So I'm going to ask you, what is OPEX? At the end of the day, man, OPEX is essentially what you do to understand personalized fitness. That's really where we play. And personalized fitness obviously could go deep down the rabbit hole depending on what part of the pie you want. If you're a client and you hear about OPEX, what I want the message to be is that you're going to have a completely individualized fitness experience that allows you to achieve what you want in and out of the gym. If you're a coach, I want you to understand that you're going to understand the entire system of how to coach somebody in what? Personalized fitness. That's beautiful, man. That is a great way to end. But just real quick, uh, your top book of 2018, Principles, Dalio? Uh, that was a really good one. Um, boy, I don't think that I can narrow down to just one book because I've really enjoyed some of the dives that I've had um, in in marketing and messaging, in stuff like the Federal Reserve, in stuff like, um, I just read a book called Dark Money that I thought was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't narrow it down to just one. I, I, like If we're talking about category design, right? I would say that maybe some of the best categories of books that I, that I dove cool. into were, um, were strategic communication, um, global finance, and um, and what makes the world tick? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you send me a list, we'll stick them into the show notes for the listeners. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I love going back to show notes and seeing what was, <laughs> excuse me, what were the books, you know? So that was good. Jim, that was phenomenal. Always great to catch up and obviously stay online before I, for a wrap up. So guys, for everyone listening, that's uh, Robbie Burke from OPEX podcast and Jim Kroll the CIO of the Big Shebang, OPEX HQ in Scottsdale. So from both of us, take care, and we will talk to everyone soon in 2019. Thanks, Robbie.